Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for listening to Valley Praise Unique Women's Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Zapeta. Today we have our very own Valley Praise superstar, Reverend Dr. Sandra Nieto, or Pastor Sandra, as she likes to be called. Welcome, Pastor Sandra. I can already tell this is going to be a fun interview. Okay. (laughs) I asked Pastor Sandra to be part of the podcast because I would like our listeners to eventually get to hear from all of the Valley Praise women that are in leadership and that serve in our community. I have had someone tell me recently that most churches put women in the background and that they are not recognized as leaders. Well, my reaction to that was, well, not at my church. Pastor Sandra, can you tell us a little bit about your journey of becoming a pastor and how you knew it was a calling from God? Yes, definitely. So first of all, I'm not a superstar, I promise. <laughs> but um, interesting, interestingly enough that you say uh, about how at our church, um, there's a lot of women, and there is. And so when I first, I always knew I was going to be a teacher, right? And I, But the leadership part came later. But um, my actual calling, like I knew that I knew that I knew, I was actually at an annual conference where they were celebrating women. Oh, wow. And so in the hall and down the aisle, all of these pastor, lady pastors were walking in. There was like 50 of them, I think. Wow. Maybe less, but there was quite a bit. It looked a lot in the church. And I, I was watching them in their robes and their stoles. And I I thought I had was just thinking it, but apparently I said it out loud. I said, one day that's going to be me. Mm. And so my pastor at the time um, tells me, it's about time. (laughs) And I said, what are you talking about? He says, we've all seen it. We all know it. We were just waiting for you to discover it. Wow. And so I think at that time it was when I had to just start listening to God and say, okay, God, like you, you equipped me to be a teacher Mm. and you've equipped me to be a leader so how can I do both for your kingdom? Oh, wow. And so that is how I affirmed my calling um, to ministry. Yeah. Especially women's ministry. Right, right. Well, so a little tidbit that most people might not know about Pastor Sandra is that she is a tough cookie. Or like her husband likes to call her, a strong little bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he told me a few weeks ago. Um, she wakes up before 5 a.m., to exercise. And then she goes to work as a high school principal. And then she drives about 45 minutes to take her kids on their after school activities and then goes to another exercise session. This as well as being a track mom, a dance mom, a rodeo mom, a wife, Pastor Sandra, how do you do it all? Um, So when I was, um, when I first became principal, um, I had heard somebody made a comment like, oh, yes, Sandra is our principal. And the comment was, really, Sandra? And I thought, no, that's not going to happen. Like, I'm not, I don't want people to think of me as I didn't think that she could. Mm. Or I didn't want anybody to say, because I would hate for anybody to, to do that to anybody else, right? And so, because I don't like that. Right. And so, so after that, I, that's when I started working on my PhD. I was a high school principal at the time. And I said, no, like, I'm not going to allow anybody to tell me that I can't do something. Mm. And so if I don't like to be told not to, I don't say no to my kids. And so I try to involve them, have them very committed. But how do I do it? I, I go back to Philippians chapter 2, um, verses 12 through 18. I won't read it all. But uh, it talks about do everything without grumbling. This is verse 14. Uh, sorry, verse 15. It says do, em- 
14, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. So I know that everything I do is for him. And so I, so to show that I'm tired, to show that I'm, uh, I, I can't do this. It's defeat. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there is no defeat because I need God to say, look, she did all of this without grumbling, without complaining. So can you. Wow. So I try to instill that in my own children. And so if I want to do it, if I want them to be able to do it, I have to live that life as well. Right, right. Well, I know you're a great example. And uh, one thing I know for sure, too, is that you're very competitive. I see it every week when you're exercising. Um, Tell us how this competitiveness helps you as a pastor and a principal and a mom and a wife, because being competitive, I think, is a great thing when it's focused in the right direction. So... So one of the things my mother taught me growing up was if you're going to do something, do it right. And regardless what that looks like, and it goes back to the work ethic that I have. I feel like if I am going to give you 100%, if somebody's going to give you 100%, I'm going to give you 110%. Because I, it all goes back to who we are and who our character is. And that competitive is what keeps me going because mm-hmm. I, it helps my m- mentality of, okay, if, if this principal, and I go to principals, right? If this principal is doing this, well, my kids are going to get better than that. My students are going to get more than that. If it's here in the past, our, this church is doing this, well, what is our church doing? And what, you know, what is the next person doing? And it's not about the competitive per se, but I think it makes us, it allows us to stay on our toes so that we can always look for the next big thing or the bigger and better thing. So mm-hmm. um, I had a superintendent one time tell me, um, this was good this year. You did really good with it was like graduation or something. He goes, but next year it has to be bigger and better. So whatever I do one time, if I do it again, it's always going to be bigger and better. So mm-hmm. I'm my worst critic, but I also compete with myself a lot. So mm-hmm. I think that's what just drives me to do yeah. everything, I guess, that I have to do. I know people can't see, but I'm like smiling from ear to ear here because it, we're, we're so much alike in that aspect. So when I hear somebody else say it, I'm like, I'm so glad. I'm yes. The and- only one that feels that way. But, you know, it's true. When God calls us to do something, we want to do it 100%. We, we want to, uh, if we volunteer to do something, we want to make sure that we follow through and we do it 100%. So. Especially when we say that we do everything for his honor and his glory. Well, right. he, he's already equipped us. And because he's equipped us, then we have to show off. We have to show him off. We're not showing off for right, ourselves. Exactly. We're showing off for him because exactly. he gives us all the talents and the graces to be able to do it. Right. And if I'm going to do it and just to do it, then I'm doing it for me. Right. But if I'm going to do it so that it's bigger and better, it's mm-hmm. because it's him. Right. It's all for him. Right. Absolutely. Amen. Um, so what advice can you give to women who feel like, they are being called to share their gifts that God has given them, or maybe they're being called to be a pastor, but they're just afraid to move forward. Um, I, I'm going to refer to scripture, uh, Matthew 28, 18. This is a great commission. Uh, but, but this is what the verse or the word in the verse that really hits me. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
right there, God mm. commissioned all of us and mm. he's giving us all the authority and all the power. So it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, a child or a teenager or a young adult. Mm -hmm. It is, he's telling us, this right. is God telling us, this is what you should do. And so instead of saying, oh, well, you know, no one's going to listen because I'm a woman or no one's going to listen because I'm a child. You'd be surprised how much more people are listening, right. Right. how much more look around in our churches. There are more women than there are men. You know, and who, if you think about who was the person that took you to church, my mom, right? right? Our mm -hmm. moms took us. Who was the one that prayed loudest for you? Our grandpa, our grandmothers. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I, I encourage any woman, any child, any youth, if you have that ability to speak, use it, use your voice. Yeah. And it's not really like I'm encouraging you doing it, but look, God kind of says, Hey, we're all right. called and we all should go out and do what he called us to do. Right. Right. Absolutely. So being a principal and a pastor and a mom of two girls, what do you see that our youth today need more of? Because times are so different than when you and I were growing up. What is your view on this? So one of the things that I feel um, our youth kids, our youth needs, especially our female youth, is for moms to be advocates for who they are. We as moms mm -hmm. need to live the life that we want them to live. We as moms need to spend more time with them. We need to, we need to uh, teach them more because I would, I would rather have them have that conversation of what is salvation? Who is God mm -hmm. from me than from them to hear it from right. somebody else. There's too much, there's too much uh, complacency going on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our youth are so easy to, to stay where they are because it's the easiest thing to do. Right. And so what do they need most? What do I feel they need? They need moms who are willing to fight for them. Wow. They need moms who are willing to, to say, this is how you, this is how you act. This mm -hmm. is how you dress. This is why you dress the way you right, should dress. Right. Um, you know, as a mom of a teenager, it took quite a bit. Actually, COVID was what really got us to bond mm -hmm. and to say, you know what, if I'm going to, if I want to make sure that I'm going to live forever with Jesus and you feel the same way, then I need to teach you how I need to teach you why I need to teach you the things that God wants you to know. And I think just to see my, even my own children grow in that and say, you know what? I need to take authority over this. Mm -hmm. It has been like such a blessing for me yeah. because I know that, that I can send them off into the world knowing who Christ is mm -hmm. and knowing that I can mess up, but I'm always, I can always come back to Christ. Right. And so, so what do our children need? They need us as moms to be advocates for them, to be prayer warriors for them, but to most importantly, to teach them who right. Christ is. To lead, to lead by example. Exactly. Right. So um, as an assistant pastor of uh, Valley Praise Church in Harlingen campus, so can you give us like some exciting little things that might be coming up soon that maybe people don't know that you can kind of give us a sneak peek? Is that allowed? Well, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this um, and I thought, oh my goodness. I honestly, my first thought was I wasn't paying attention at the last meeting. <laughs> but no, honestly, um, right now with COVID going on, we are kind of living on a month to month basis. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that I will tell you is there will be more in-house activities, mm. um, well, more in-person um, which is what we really want to shoot for, right? Because, yeah. um, again, COVID has probably allowed us to say, to seek comfort to our own homes, right? right but right. if God says go out, then 
we need to go out. Right. And so I think that was probably will probably be the main thing. We'll ha- we'll start seeing more in-house activities. You know, we want to slowly open up children's. We want to mm-hmm. slowly get back to um, doing what God has called us to do. Right. Well, that's exciting because I know we we all miss that connection that, you know, just being having fellowship with one another. Yes. But um, COVID kind of took a toll on everything. But it, you're right. It's time now to... Um, start doing the things that God has called us to do. Correct. So, well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. I know you have a million and one things that you could be doing right now, but we just want you to know that you're very appreciated around here. Thank you. So God bless you, everyone, and we will be back next week. Thank you.